Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Information security is one of the most important topics in technology today. Is your data secure? Bring Your Own Security Radio is here to help keep you up to date on the latest trends, software, and apps to make sure that your data stays secure. Bring Your Own Security Radio is about to begin. Here are your experts, Dave and Jason. That's right, I'm Dave. And I'm Jason. And this is Bring Your Own Security Radio. Damn, it has been a month since we've been on the air, Jason. A freaking month. Yes, it has. A lot of things happening. It's crazy. So for those of you who have been looking for us and had sent us a few messages via uh, Twitter and Facebook, um, sorry, but uh, life happens. Life has gotten in the way, no doubt, between working and and old age and and who else knows what else. But uh, we're we're back here live and we're strong. And tonight we're going to talk about different tools that you might want to use and we all know about the big well-known tools and we're going to stay away from some of that we might touch on a few but hopefully we're going to introduce you to a few new tools most of them free if not all that uh give you a chance to to maybe take a different approach in your in your day-to-day job so so thanks for tuning in and uh we're back we're going to be with you for a couple weeks and then we're going to take um one more week off and then we'll be come back again. So um, we've always thought that over a 52-week period that we would have about 40 episodes. So that's that's why we take time off. We got to stay fresh too, and uh, spend time time doing our things. So yep. So, so Jason, there's a couple. Yeah, there's a, there's a day, a day or two yep. here and there, but uh, we should be in good shape, I think, with guests and topics for the rest of the year. That uh, we, we should never really be at a loss to have something to say that's for sure so no yeah we'll we'll rope a few people it's no big deal so tonight we're going to talk a little bit about tools and and things that uh maybe things that jason likes to use some things i like to use and uh actually a couple new ones that just in the last probably three or four months that i've been kind of playing with so so that's kind of the approach i'm going to take and jason's got a few that he's going to take and hopefully between the two of us will excite you about something so so, Jason, why don't you kick it off? What's your first uh, tool that you want to talk about? Okay, so there are some basic tools if you really think about it, some that are actually built into OSs. Say you've got things like Traceroute. Um, you got all your ICMP-style commands, which, you know, you're dealing with ping and, and, and other pieces like that. But, uh, you know, getting just beyond that, uh, the one I wanted to mention first is Nmap. So uh, I'm sure a lot of people listening are actually, you know, probably familiar with Nmap. And uh, and as you would know, it is a utility you're using for uh, network discovery. And um, have you have you used it uh, much, Dave? 
Yeah, I tend to. Uh, so I've got a cheat sheet that I built for myself that is hanging on my wall at my desk. Of, that um, famous Nmap cheat sheet. Yep, I know which one com- you're talking about. Yep, some common uh, commands that I'll never forget mm-hmm. or never remember uh, if I don't use it for a few months. So, um, but yeah, I keep it handy. That way, if we're having trouble, yep. I can hopefully pinpoint where that trouble is originating from. Yep, it's a very common tool, and it and and you know, folks that are that are within the pen testing you know uh, profession, they do use this tool. I mean, we'll we'll say this is one really good. And heavily used tool is MMAP. No doubt, no doubt. Well, it's funny that you brought you started with that one. And for those who are listening, Jason and I tonight didn't even really uh, plan the order of things we're going to talk about. Nope, so it's, it's funny that he started with MMAP because <laughs> the first one I was going to start with is um, one called EtherApe, and a lot of people use you know different um, packet capturing software, and uh, we all know some of the bigger names but EtherApe mm-hmm. um, is a Unix only app but uh, if you're running on a Unix platform or spin up a VM the great thing about EtherApe that I happen to like and I've been using it now for about a year is that um, it gives you some some graphical and not that I'm a you know yes I'm a GUI ho and whatever but it really in a very fast fashion will take all of that uh packet capture data and and put it together for you and rebuild it and show you where things are happening and and so if you've got a bottleneck or a ddos attack hitting you or whatever it's really great at at giving you some quick visual representation so uh i love uh ether ape and um i spun up a a uh, vm just for that application only uh i've got an open vm that that's the only thing it does is e3 when I want yeah. it to. So, and you know the funny thing is you mentioned you mentioned a GUI based uh, Nmap does have something called a Zen Map, which is your basic GUI for a viewer. Um, for that, now kind of building on what you were mentioning about looking and analyzing uh, data, Wireshark is probably another one that that would tie into this particular uh, 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 junction. Yeah, and I, and I think that's probably the one that most people know is Wireshark. That's yeah, that's, that's, that's also networking industry people. standard. Yeah, but I yeah. I I like Wireshark, and I, I I certainly still use it on occasion if I'm on a Windows laptop or something, and uh, not near a methodology there to get to my um, VM. But I I just I happen to really like how that works. Uh, that's a great little tool. So yeah. Right on, right on. So we've got, I've got, you know, I don't know how many Jason wants to talk about tonight, but I've got like far more tools than I wanted to talk about than we can probably bring up. So at the end, by the time this is all over with, um, for those of you listening, if you've got a tool that we don't bring up, maybe we were going to talk about it or not, but I would love to hear from you. Tell us what you like that we didn't talk about because you might expose me to something I've never heard of for as much as... All ears. Yeah, for as much as we want to expose you, so... Uh, hit us up with uh, some ideas and some suggestions. So, all right, Jason, what do you got next? What's your next fun tool? Okay, uh, let's see. Yeah, I'm thinking here. Um, let's go with uh, John the Ripper. That uh, is a password, password cracker. cracker. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it works on Unix, Windows. Um, <laughs> it used to work on DOS. <laughs> 
Um, there are other tools that will leverage this. Um, I believe OpenBoss is one, but I think uh, um, Metasploit will also use John the Ripper too, if I'm not mistaken. Nice. Yeah, that's a, that's yeah. A old school right there. Um, yeah. I there's back in the day when he's trying to crack somebody's same database or um, yep. if you can just uh, install it to a bootable. Well, back then, a bootable CD, not USB or anything, but I try to see if you can remember that forgotten local Windows uh, administrator password that you forgot <laughs> uh, so yep. handily. So, yeah, that's a great tool that never gets old. Never, never does. There's a lot of those nowadays, though, too. I mean, you can get into, uh, what is that, uh, Derek's Boot Nuke. Um, I know that's mm -hmm. mainly meant for wiping, but... I think that even has a password utility in there. I can't remember now. I haven't used yeah. uh, the old Bootnuke uh, CD in forever, but uh, <laughs> yeah, old D-Band. We used yeah. we 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 used it in a few places. Uh, um, and yeah, that that's yeah, D-Band's great because you know, and actually, depending on which one you use, I think it's the one that's called uh, uh, what's it called, Sarasan Twister or whatever it is. It's like. Uh, it writes ones and then writes zeros and then writes ones, you know, on the drive. And it does it like three phases. So yeah, that that's actually pretty nice for, uh, um, you know, wiping data off of a hard drive. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah, I, I, gosh, I'm about to go look it up now. I'll have to, to go dig out, um, you know, whatever the newest implementation of that is and see what uh, what it can do these days that I've forgotten about. I think it's still I think it's still kind of older I don't know that it's been maintained um, it maintained like you know month to month or you know gotcha. uh, quarterly or you know by yearly I don't think it's been maintained quite that much I mean I think they just took the code and said hey this is good enough I guess until somebody else comes along yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I, yeah, and it's a lot of tools go that route. You know, somebody they're yeah. great for a while, then whoever built them and maintained it, you know, life happens, and they get married or go to college or get a great new job, and they're like, okay, that was fun as a development uh, <laughs> yep. lesson for myself, but now it's, you know, I got something to do. So, yeah, it's, but you know, I think that's the the world of open source. You know, it's great for a while, yeah. and then kind of. Got to move on. Go find your next. And team. then, and then, and then, on top of that, like, um, like what I was talking about, John the Ripper. You also have things like Aircrack and Cane Enable. Um, yep, Cane, <laughs> I I, I work with a guy who was really he loved Cane Enable um, a lot. You also have uh, Hydra, is Hydra, another yeah, one. Yeah. Or Crack. There's 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 yeah, a number of them. Oh yeah, lot the old loft crack CD. I forgot about that. One. Uh, yep. Uh, yeah, and you have rainbow crack, using rainbow yep. tables, and yep. you know that type of thing as well. Um, yeah, Brutus was another one too. Nice. <clears throat> so definitely a number of uh, you know you know uh, uh, password audit types of programs you can use, and um, you can find a lot of them on sectools.org. Um, that's definitely where I dug in for a long time and looked at all the different tools, and I was like, wow, look at this. No doubt. All right, well, I'm going to jump, change uh, change direction. I'm gonna, My next tool, actually, I'm going to talk about two because they kind of do the same thing, um, but talk a little bit about wireless uh, security slash 
not necessarily cracking, although it kind of does that. But um, so one of them is Fern Pro, F-E-R-N hyphen Pro. Um, okay. That one has a boatload of stuff. So Fern Pro, um, they even actually have customer service. It's 24-7. It's a free tool um, that does a lot of stuff. Now, they do have a paid version that does a little bit more, not really much more, but the, the biggest benefit of paid version is that you get customer support within 15 to 30 minutes versus 24 hours on the free version. So that's really the biggest difference. But other than that, man, Firm Pro is pretty awesome, and its whole claim to fame, so to speak, is that um, it does security auditing. Uh, it, it'll do a, a kind of like an attack um platform it's written mostly in python yeah um it, it's able to but it's able to crack uh all the way up to wpa2 uh is what they <laughs> say now i haven't ran it and i imagine it probably takes a pretty good gpu processor you're really gonna crunch some wpa2 yeah stuff, it does i mean air crack is the other one that could do uh it can do weapon wpa yep Yep, air cracks in there. Um, yeah, the Fern, uh, the Fern Pro. If you have the um, the Backtrack Linux um, or the Backbox Linux um, OS, Fern Pro is actually embedded into those uh, utilities as a as a tool. So, for those yeah. of you looking, you can download Fern Pro on its own and run it off of a Unix box, or you can, if you use one of those other um, pre-formatted uh, OS. Uh, ISOs, you can go that route. And in the same vein, uh, Kismet, K-I-S-M-E-T, uh, same, yeah. same idea, same, uh, it's a wireless, it's kind of a, a little bit of an idea, but it's used to be kind of a detector and a sniffer. And it's, yeah, it's like, it's like, it's a little bit like net stumbler. Yeah. And it's, um, and, and it's got a, 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 a piece. I don't know if I want to call it that, but it's got a, there's an area or a set of tools built within that uh, will help you identify wireless intrusion detection. So yep. Like you can use like Wireshark files and like yep. TCP dump. Exactly. You can use those and actually import them. Yeah. So I've, I haven't used it a lot. That, that's one of the tools that I've only been involved with now for probably six months, I guess. And yeah. I've, I've, I haven't had a real major reason to, to, Oh my gosh! Something bad just happened. So yeah. I've been using it as a, an audit type of uh, tool and education, teaching myself what it does. So um, yeah, and that's pretty, the pretty term you're gonna the the, the term you're gonna see for Kismet is uh, war driving. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's definitely a lot of a uh, lot of uh, I, I still want to call them script kiddies. I know it's not really <laughs> that anymore, but uh, a lot of people who are still new and um, that that's their first whatever their first inroad into hacking they're trying to do something that's not invasive won't show up in somebody's log files but still try to feel like they've done something yeah so yep all right jason what do you got next what's your next one or two or five? so let's see um we'll take it to Got a list here. Let's see. You know what? We'll just go ahead and go with um, OpenVOS. Let's we'll start getting the vulnerability scanners. 
Yep, I'm going to have to take that one off my list because I had that on my yep. list to talk about twos. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchases, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, OpenVos is kind of just a kind of a variant of Nessus before Nessus actually went to a paid version. So, OpenVos. Uh, still uses like a Nessus style language for uh, the plugins, and um, it, it it has the early Nessus scanner feel to it. Um, but you know, this is dealing with. Uh, I think the last version of this to come out was maybe about two years ago. But like I said, if you want to get Nessus, it's going to cost you about you know it's going to cost you over two grand just to do a scanner. If even if you were just going to do a like a, a, a registered version, if you were going to do it that way. But uh, definitely, a, uh, definitely a, a good tool to use, um, and it's good for discovery. It's good to check for vulnerabilities on machines, and it's a good way to, to start checking for exploits. Yes, it is. I have, um, gosh, I'm probably on my second year of, Open Voss experience, um, mm-hmm. not day to day. Just using it again as a as a secondary tool. Or back in the day when I didn't have any real uh, paid options, uh, our company didn't want to spend any money, so I had to go out and find free things to help me maintain some semblance of control. And Open Voss is one of the first tools that I, I ran to to try to yep. help help figure out what was going on around me. So. Yeah, I mean, I've been a heavy, I've been a heavy, uh, uh, like security center tenable uh, as far as that goes. Um, so for me, it's I, I've done more on on paid vulnerability scanning tools than I've ever done on free ones. <clears throat> but yet, it, the value's there. I mean, if you were going to use, uh, you know, OpenVos, still a very valuable tool and still does what it says it does. Right on. Well, let's see. I've got what's my next baby here. I'm gonna jump across the a little bit of, in that same realm, but maybe a little different, and uh, talk about two different ones that kind of do the same. And the first one is gonna be uh, I call it OSIC. I'm not really sure if it's OSIC or OSIC. It's OSEC. Yeah. So O S S E C. For those of you that don't know anything about it, it's basically a, a host intrusion detection mm-hmm. uh, platform. Um, primarily, it's in theory, it was supposed to be um, initially run on uh, Unix and was built to monitor Unix, but it has certainly 
crossed over into other platforms, including Windows, Mac, and even yep. VMware monitoring. So now I've used uh, I've used this tool like for a little while, and then we got I worked for a company that had Solar Winds, so we jumped over to that, which is you know the big expensive monitoring people, and, and Solar Winds is monitoring, not necessarily. Yep. intrusion detection so kind of the same but not really the same uh, so for those of you that that might get confused about well I've got monitoring software where monitoring software is meant to kind of tell you what has already happened and a host intrusion system is supposed to start correlating events to try to give yeah. you some idea that something is about to happen but it has not happened mm-hmm. yet so well not only that it also does file integrity checking and you know it'll also do uh, uh, rootkit detection um, beyond just the you know analysis itself it does right. have a few other features yeah <clears throat> and there's a so in, in conjunction with that there's a, a monitoring um, open source called uh, Nagios, N-A-G-I-O-S, mm-hmm. and uh, they yep. are open source, and they do a they got a boatload of plugins, um, uh, add-ons, and other things that you can do. And they do yep. you know network type monitoring, server yep. monitoring, even application level monitoring. So, yep. So th- they do great stuff, and and there's a lot there's, of big companies that use them. Yeah, there's Cisco definitely a number. Many. Yep. There's definitely a number of them that did. Um, What's up, Gold? Use Nagios. Yeah. Yep. Um, Check MK. Use Nagios. Uh, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think Alien Vault has Nagios in it as well as OSEC. So, yeah. Uh, it could be, yeah, yeah. I can't remember. Yeah, I was just as you were saying, I was trying to think fast, but I I, I don't recall. But that sounds familiar. That sounds uh, right. So, but that tool. Uh, so I've I've played with like certain pieces of it. I have never had a full on like let's grab these add-ons, let's grab these plugins, and just run the whole damn thing. I've I've downloaded bits and pieces to just do what I needed it for at the time. Um, but if you're looking for a pretty robust free monitoring system, now you can pay and buy support uh, plans and things like that. But it, if you don't care about not being supported you can run it free and do a lot of good stuff and i've it helped me with network monitoring when i couldn't even tell if my switches were up or down remotely um without having to ping them manually all the time so great tool great tool. Mm-hmm. and it also does some pretty good um so it'll do a little network analyzing but it actually does great traffic monitoring so if you start seeing a um i had one time had a server a physical server and the nick was starting to fail and so every now and again that nick would just start getting chattered and just start burping out just a bajillion <laughs> freaking packets of garbage and just flooding the network flooding switches it was just ridiculous it was almost like somebody's doing a denial of service internally and it was this yeah. one damn network uh nick card a nick card yep see i'm one of those people i called it a nick card um <laughs> and for those of you that don't get the joke nick is network interface card so if you call it a nick card you've basically said network interface card card uh, so anyway that's a rookie pretty much rookie. It's like saying farba beans. There you go. See, rookie, rookie mistake. It's calling anyway. a calling a bean bean. The basically, bean bean. it's Latin. Right. It's a bean bean. Uh, so yeah, it's a <laughs> it's a knit card for all you uh, rednecks out there. Um, but yeah. 
Anyway, let me, Nick cards. let me get one of them Nick cards out there. Let me put one that of them there Nick cards. I'm going to use that to plow my field, my Nick card. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. But anyway, yeah, so, yeah, just it found that one chattery Nick and uh, helped me determine that I wasn't getting a denial of service attack in reality. It was just a crappy card that was uh, taking, a, taking a dump on me, and we replaced it, and sure enough, our network got better, and got to go to sleep at an early hour that night so it was literally doing a tcp dump yeah i mean it was it was ugly. I had and never UDP seen, and all of it yeah i had never seen and it was a 10 100 card it wasn't even a gigabit card <laughs> it was not a, a gigabit card. was it pci and, <laughs> yeah i mean yeah it was and i was like how does this thing how's it burping out that much traffic to affect the switch that it's connected to but sure as mm-hmm. shit it, it it was crazy so so yeah so that's just one of the examples of why having like monitoring and and not always intrusion detection but just monitoring you know if your heads will do monitoring that's great but if not having a secondary tool to kind of just take a peek at stuff and keep keep a tab on things and you know instead of getting your hackles all raised up thinking you're being attacked you can easily determine that's just hardware failure and yep Go go fix it and go to bed and, and not have to stay up all night trying to guess at who's hacking. <laughs> yeah, that's those that's those simple things where you get along the fancier stuff. Um, but yeah, the next one I'm going to get into is going to be web scanners. There you go. So it's actually web and application scanners if you really want to get down to it. But um, uh, uh, let's 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 go with uh, OWASP Zap. Oh, so the first one, zap. and you can get okay. that. That's free of charge. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Zap is good. Zap is Zap is definitely good. Um, there's also, uh, and I've used it extensively, um, is Acunetics, but you can only get a trial version of that. It definitely costs money. I mean, it's not horrible. I mean, if you have a usage for it, and you can actually not necessarily profit from it, but it's a value. Um, it's definitely a good tool as well. I like uh, I like OWASP. Um, I had I went to a local meeting in the Cincinnati area just about a month or so ago. Uh, a local security interest group um, held a meeting, and they brought in this guy out of out of Columbus, Ohio, who I don't know if he was like an OWASP original contributor or what he was, but he had some big influence on that that application, and um, he came in with real-time, or not real-time, let me rephrase that. He came in with with real data that they had captured and things that um, that that the OWASP utility did for them. And it was amazing that how much you could dig in and just do with that utility. Yes, and yes. I looked at it going, Shh, I never even thought of that. Oh, I didn't think of that. You know, Every yep. time he brought some, a method up or some idea – I'm like, well, crap! I never thought to use it that way. So, yeah. what a great tool. Well, there's another one as well, and that's uh, Nikto. Um, but Nikto hasn't been—it's—it hasn't been maintained since like 2011. Um, but it's definitely something if you wanted to look at, you know, uh, let's say you had, you know, it, let's say you had some web servers, and you say, well, hey, let me, let me check this out. You could actually get Nikto. It's absolutely free. Um, with the caveat that, that you, you, there's only so – you're limited to how many, you know, servers you can actually scan with it. But um, another one would probably be 
hell is it? Um, there's a lot of testing ones, too. So you have things like Samurai is one that's for testing. Um, you have another one that is, um, and I'm pulling this off the top of my head, is Burp. So the Burp suite will actually oh, help yeah, you yeah. run it. It'll, it'll run attacks for uh, any web applications. I think I need to... Uh to uh, use I, I downloaded the burp suite uh, set mm-hmm. of tools like crap maybe a year ago got excited yeah. about it for about a week and then I just kind of got away from it and didn't really it's, follow it's, it it's a long read if you're going to look if you're going to start reading the guides to it there's a lot to it I mean there, there are definitely a bunch of different tools bundled into that um, but there's a lot of documentation that goes with it too if you were going to effectively use it um, you know if you were going to effectively use it and make good value out of it um, another one's Fiddler but Fiddler has um, it's not something you would use to attack something it would be more of your recon style um, analyzing like analyzing get requests and things like that and you can actually craft you know get requests and things like that um, out of that tool. You know, one of the main purposes I used it for was to analyze web traffic when a scanner was running. I could actually see what was happening. And I mean, you can do the same thing with like a crawler plug-in in a browser and then run Fiddler and you can actually see, you know, your get request sending out and then what you're actually receiving back. So if you wanted to look for you know, 404s or different types of uh, um, different uh, status messages. Hmm. I haven't, uh, I haven't really used Fiddler or any of that tool. I've, I've, seen, I've come across its name before, but I've never actually yep. seen it in use to, to know, you know, what its good points are or any of its deficiencies. I haven't, just haven't seen it enough. Yeah, it's 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 pretty simple to use, so it's not you know it's not too difficult. There's there's a bit of uh, documentation on that one as well. Right on. So I've got um, I'm gonna jump to a different area, and I'm gonna talk about the forensic side. And I so I'm not of all the things I do in security, I don't get into the forensic side as often as I want. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did uh, download back in July of last year a platform called Autopsy, and Autopsy is great. It's um, I'm trying to remember who all makes it. Uh, Sleuth Kit, I think. Uh, does that sound right? I have to Google it. Anyway, yeah. uh, but the the utility Autopsy is great. It, it, there's so many things that you can do. You can download um, different um, modules or add-ons. Uh, it'll look at uh, hash filtering. Uh, you can look at uh, in, a, in a, either a very numeric way or in a graphical way. You can look at uh, timeline analysis and uh, oh my gosh, it's just so great! It, it'll it'll pull uh, artifacts out of like history and bookmarks and cookies from different mm. browsers, and it's just so awesome of a tool that 
Um, and it, the few times for my job that I've actually had to do something like, hey, we pulled this laptop back from somebody that we let go and we're wondering if they were doing something they shouldn't be doing. And I've just I fired up autopsy to, to be the tool to, to help me kind of dig in. And it's so awesome. Uh, as it finds things, it can. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And put those things back together and give it to you as a big picture instead of chunks. Mm. And then you have to go in and put the chunks together manually. It can recreate all those things. So even if it's. Um, you know, so I attempted a wipe unless it was a true, you know, hardcore DOD wipe, unrecoverable wipe. Yeah. It'll, st- it'll still pull the pieces out and it'll take a little bit of time, but it can it can recreate all that stuff and reassemble. That's probably yeah. the better word, word but great. Well, stuff. you know, that's so the beauty. Time. That's also the beauty of, of uh, like Backtrack and Cali is they actually do have a forensic mode uh, with the live version. Mm-hmm. Yep. So you can actually look and you can actually you know, shut down a shut down a system. The hard drive could be removed, and you could look at the hashes. You could look and see, you know, that type of thing as well, which is uh, pretty cool. Yeah, and again, for those of you that already knew about uh, backtracking stuff, again, the point of tonight really wasn't to tell you about all the stuff you already knew about. We were hoping to find at least a few nuggets of new tools to throw at you. So uh, yeah. we know about the bigger tools and the, the more common used ones, whether they be free, open source, or paid tools. But um, but again, maybe we we find something new for you to, to go peek. Um, all right, Jason, what do you get next? What's your next one? Oh, let's see. think i'm running down <laughs> okay well that's all right then because i got another one then so let me throw out go. um honey d so honey d is just this very lightweight it's basically it's a honey pot a virtual honey pot and you can take it, it's a very small daemon and it'll create a virtual host on a network so it's all you know bs and you can put a single like windows 7 machine can mm-hmm. uh, run up to 65,000 of these little daemons. And so every of the 65,000, what is it, 536 ports, you could literally build a daemon to open, to make it look like every port is open, but they all look like individual servers. So to the outsider coming in, they look like they just found 65,000 servers. And so where this <coughs> has been uh, useful and where I've used it in the past 
is basically um, security by obfuscation is I will build, I have built uh, a real virtual machine that uh, is going to do whatever task. In, in one case, it was an email server. And so I built a bunch of other uh, fakes using HoneyD to make it look like they're were multiple email servers on my network that were replicating to each other. And mm. so they, they all look like they were running like port 25, 110, etc. cetera. Uh, and the reality was only one of them was real. And so I had 102 email servers and of which 100, uh, one of them was real. <laughs> so it was great. The outsider, and, and the great thing about it is, is if you're using a HIDS or any kind of other monitoring, you can put monitoring on these virtual hosts, basically these little daemons, um, and they'll respond back to you like a real server does. So if they're being attacked or probed, you can get that from your, your host intrusion system or from your server monitoring system. And you can see, oh, yeah, okay, somebody from this IP is trying to port scan that fake server over there. And so you can yeah. start building your profiles to, to block those attackers and things. So. But mm. Honey D, and if you get them, if you were to download it, um, <clears throat> I'm trying to remember. It's honeyd.net or .org. I think it's .org. So honeyd.org, and um, it, it's it's to look at it. You're thinking this is is crap, but it's it's such a stable thing, mm. uh, a stable utility, and it's um, um, yeah, I, I I just love it. But I think its last version was. See, this is 2018, so uh, last version was like 11 years ago, like 2007, give or take. Um, they claimed back then that they were working on their new version, and I've never seen a newer version come out, but the old one works great. It's just so damn stable, so. Mm. <clears throat> and I've never seen my, I haven't seen my crack it to my knowledge, so. Yeah. Well, the other thing that comes to mind, and that I'm thinking about it now, is like threat emulation, so you would be talking about something like, uh, this is not a free program. I'll, I'll let you know right ahead. Cobalt Strike. Oh yeah. And I don't know. I don't know if you've used it, but I've um, seen it. But I've, it's been around for a long time. It has. It has. But uh, what one of the one of the really spotlight pieces of this is that you can actually do um, phishing campaigns pretty easily with this. I mean, it doesn't require a whole lot of work. <laughs> and and uh, you know you can. You can set it up so that you could basically have something that looks like a Microsoft Office document or whatever, uh, you know, a program that would actually have a payload in it, so that you could actually put a payload in it. Um, uh, you can do um, it uses PowerShell, uh, like the beacon part of it, so you can log keystrokes, take screenshots, do things like that as well. Um, and it's you know it's 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 a pretty effective tool, but that's this is getting like this is pen testing style you know exploit tools which you'll be using this for. <clears throat> so you just keep that in mind, you damn script kitties. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, that free, would definitely. No free tools. You know. No free tools to do that stuff. Yeah, now, I don't. Uh, I don't. I don't. I. I don't recall that I've ever used it I've read about it in the past I've heard others who have talked about it mm -hmm. like you just did but um, I've never really seen it in full full force or full full use so well I was definitely I was on a security team where I was an engineer of course but 
Um, part of what we did on that team and the lead definitely did a lot of work with it on Cobalt Strike, but you know that was it was pretty cool and it was pretty eye-opening um, using that tool and then actually being able to exploit you know the organization quite a bit um, was you know it was eye-opening and just how easy it was the ease of use was was really top-notch. Um, didn't require a whole lot of uh, uptake. Nice. Yeah, and that's really kind of it is some of these tools, no matter if they're free or not free, um, how much effort you have to learn, use to learn them. And I, I get it. You're not, they're not designed to just be turn it on, press a button and go. Um, there has to be some sort of yeah. knowledge and, and intent behind the combination of tools that you use for whatever purpose you use them. But yeah, the free some tools of them always are just have hard a, for the sake of being yeah. hard. Well, some of well, you got to think about it this way: if you're getting something for free, there's no such thing as a free lunch. So, I guess the trade-off here um, is the fact that you you do have to sit down with some of the documentation, and there's a lot of manual activity that goes on with this. So it's definitely something you have to be more interactive with versus you know something that's made that's that's uh, you know people have put a lot of code into to make things automated. That's that's the trade-off in a lot of cases. Well, as one of my coworkers loves to say, um, if uh, if you're gonna make me RTFM, then I don't want your crap. <laughs> <laughs> he hates uh, RTFM is yeah. very important, man. That's right. He very important for free manuals. tools. Yeah, he yeah, hates it's... it. So <laughs> <laughs> he's always uh, he's always complaining <clears throat> about something. But it's just funny that he's like, I don't want your crap if I have to RTFM. Just let me plug <laughs> it in and make it go. <laughs> so that's good stuff. Uh, so let's... there's also the set. Social Engineering Toolkit. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's getting into the human element. Sending emails, Java applets, that type of thing. Uh, that is going to be the Social Engineering uh, Toolkit. You have things like also, now that I think about it, is SQL Ninja. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's taken over your database server, you know, using like SQL injection. Um, it has a lot of different SQL injection attacks, and it is command line interface. So if you're going to use it, you better read. It's RTFM. Mm -mm -mm. No, don't make me read your manual, <laughs> damn it. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, what do I got? So I'm going to change direction one more time and talk about so instead of like tools I want to talk about two websites basically and um, oh I got one I got one for that too there you go so yeah one of them is probably most people are hearing about it um, in the last six months but uh, the have I been pwned uh, the Troy Hunt website um, mm -hmm. the whole purpose of that site is well a it's so you can punch in your own info and see if your, one of your accounts has been cracked, but it's also a great uh, utility to, to to download a list of passwords. If you're hashing or trying to crack and you're doing things against your own network, this yep. is a great list of, of 
hundreds of thousands, I think. I, I don't remember the exact number, but uh, a great list of, of passwords that you can just use. And I just looked it up, and it's a half a billion, with a mm. B, of passwords that you can download to use uh, in your own testing, you know, whether it be your own network or whatever. So half a billion passwords. That's a, yeah, that's a, that's large a big text dictionary. file, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. That's a big dictionary. <laughs> so, so that's that's website number one, and uh, and then so website number two is called nomoreransom.org, and mm. these guys have built a whole bunch of decryption tools uh, for the different versions of ransomware, and so um, they're free tools, and you can you go in there and basically you punch in like what what is the file extension that you have encountered, and it pulls up the tool that is most likely to decrypt it for you free um so a great tool no more ransom.org okay so i haven't had one i have yet but hopefully never yeah one i have is called shodan oh shodan <laughs> so shodan's that search engine you're going to find where if you see anything with an ip that is internet facing doesn't matter camera computer <laughs> SCADA controllers um, cameras in, you know, pretty sensitive places. If they've been able to get into it and you can see it, then there it is. A lot of times what you'll see when you pull up some of these searches is login prompts for cameras. And sometimes they're, you know, city cameras and, you know, cameras in different states and different countries. And, you know, it's it's definitely a big mixed bag of, of um you know, different machines, OSs, uh, cities, countries, and, you know, with their exploits, you can kind of search for known vulnerabilities and exploits as well. Uh, Shodan's actually a pretty useful site, and if you happen to know of something that you have, it might be there if it's uh, if you're using a default account <laughs> yep. and it's internet-facing. Yeah, I've I've actually gone and searched for some of my because I have some some home automation stuff that I'm able to access from the web, and I've searched for my own stuff to see if it's, if it's listed there yet. And so far, no. So so far, so good. But um, yeah. I have clicked on a few of them just to see like what I can see, and like uh, I found some traffic cams in Tokyo and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, but yep. you know, a, a minute or two of watching the traffic in Tokyo, I'm like, okay, I got enough of my own traffic. I don't <laughs> okay. really care yeah, I'm glad much. I'm here, right? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's definitely a fun site to to go scare people with. Like, see, look, it's not your freaking bear with the camera in the eye isn't as secure, and all the outsiders are looking at your bear or looking through your bear's eye in your house. Not as yeah, secure as you wanted. So yeah, you know, and that's, that's and you know the site. funny thing is with with all the newer you know um, IOTs that are out here, all these Internet of Things that are out here now. You know, like I said, if it's got an IP, uh, there's a good chance it it's talking to somebody. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt at all. Um, <laughs> let's see. So I've got a few more. One of the things I want to remind people too, though, is that out of all these tools and all these things, one of the um, the sites that I like to use a lot when I when I don't know a lot about a topic is. Um, there's a, a cyber, it's called Cybrary, C-Y-B-R-A-R-Y, 
So cyberaid.it. And it is an absolute awesome, it's all free um, classes, courses. And, I mean, hundreds of hours. When I was studying for my CISSP, the uh, the Kelly Handerhand, she did the CISSP class on the Cyberay site. And it's free. It was about 30 hours worth of uh, video. And it was awesome. I mean, I learned a lot. And I found that the topics she covered were very instrumental in, in passing my test. So great site and it's always free but if you're thinking and they teach you about apps they'll teach you about um you know um techniques things like that so or like certifications like cisco ccna or cissp but if you want to learn how to do python programming there's a class for that if you want to learn how to use metasploit they have um, six hours of instruction there if you want to um whatever reverse uh, there's one called um Intro to malware analysis and reverse engineering. It's nine hours. So great stuff, man. I mean, that's a great, absolute great site. So I'm sure there's plenty more. But if you're looking for education, go bookmark that cybrary.it site. It's awesome. Yeah. Well, another one another one that's out here as well is one called Pentest Box. Pentest so basically it's an open source pre-configured uh, portable pen testing uh, environment. I haven't seen that one yet. I'll have to Google that one. Pen test box. Mm-hmm. So it's an actual. Is it? You like, can actually. Is it like? Yeah, a, it's a. Is it a physical thing that you would buy, or is it just a download? No, 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 no. It's a. It's a distro. Oh, okay. So it's a. It's a. It, you know. It's a lot like. Uh, it's a lot like. It's a little bit like Cali. I've had I've had limited usage of it, but definitely it's an interesting thing to look into. I will go Google that one. I I just wrote that one down. So there we go. So I just found I heard one that I didn't even know about. So all right, people. That's, that's going to uh, be pentest pentestbox.org is where you're going to find that. Good deal. Well, I am going to save it. So everybody else, did you know about pentestbox? Am I the only one that didn't? know about it i mean it's it's possible so yeah we'd like to hear from you uh yeah i just pulled it up and i am favorite marking bookmarking it right now so (laughs) good stuff pen test so the last couple three or four that i have um two two different topics one is um so open we all know about open source we've been talking about it all night but yeah. Um, there are three things, open SSL, open SSH, and open VPN. Now, even yeah. though they all start with the word open, they're not developed by the same people at all. Nope. But, but they certainly do, they are the tools that we all need. So there's an SSL toolkit uh, called open SSL. There's an open SSH, which, if I'm not mistaken, isn't that the one that got compromised last year or 2016? And they had to I'm trying to remember. Update it. Yeah, because oh, yep, because I just pulled it up on the website, and their latest version release was October of 2017. So that has to be the one that I'm thinking about that got compromised. Yeah, yeah, if it was four months ago, it's definitely that's not a bad that's not a bad thing though. I mean, if it's maintained, you right. know, that's what people that's what people look for. I know that you know from an engineering perspective. 
<laughs> it's good to yep. see things that you know are patched pretty frequently. Yep, and I just put up the OpenSSL site, which is just OpenSSL.org, and their latest uh, version is February of 2018. So mm-hmm. yeah, both of these are certainly staying current. And then the OpenVPN, I use that on my cell phone in conjunction with my Nord uh, VPN app. So I know that one stays current. Um, yeah. But that one's uh, OpenVPN.net is that one. Um, so yeah, if you need uh, you know security, keep your stuff tight. SSH, SSL, and VPN. Um, both, all three of those are. <clears throat> good tools and I've used them all so um, I did back off of that open SSL for a bit or open SSH for a bit when they got cracked but it's good to see that they have updated themselves yep and then I've got one last one it's uh what oh it's 950 damn I thought we had like 20 more minutes left when we got about 10 minutes um, <laughs> so just one in a myriad of, of many but um, a lot of people had you know, they log into the website and they use the same passwords over and over. And they're like, I don't want to remember a million passwords. So there are a bunch of password keepers of some sort, um, whether they be paid or free. One of the better free ones is KeePass, K-E-E-P-A-S-S. Yep. And the newer version of that is called KeePass X. And why yeah. it's the X is because it's now cross-platform. So if you downloaded it to yep. your Android phone, your Windows computer, and your Linux box, you can still sync your passwords across all of those environments pretty seamlessly. So yeah. uh, I know a lot of folks that use KeePass. I happen to use Dashlane myself, which is also free. But if you pay, I forget how much I paid for that, 10 bucks a year, something like that, you, yeah. you get some higher-end features and 2048-bit encryption, this, that, and the other. Yeah, so, they call it, it's called freemium. So freemium, if you, yeah. you get a free one, but if you go premium, you get, you know, that same thing with LastPass. Yeah, LastPass, LastPass is actually yep. another good one, too. Yep. Um, and, you know, each one of these can do two-factor authentication. You can do, um, you know, local-only encryption, that type of thing. And you know, I think they're both using uh, AES-256. Um, they're definitely solid, both of them. Um, and I, like I said, I've heard those names passed around a lot um, by colleagues, uh, things like that. And yeah, it is. It's a solid. They're both solid products. Yeah, without a doubt. I mean, and for those that uh, haven't used one of these types of programs before, the the the, the multi benefit is, in most cases, they all have a um, a browser um, extension or some other toolbar that injects into your browser environment so that you can, um, it'll automatically log you into a website based on the URL. Or you have the syncing, like we said, across multiple platforms. But yeah, or or in some cases, the applications will, you press the button that says generate secure password and it'll just randomly generate some password that you know you can predefine hey i want 18 characters or i want 20 characters or whatever it is and now i know i know last i know LastPass actually supports it and i know for for apple if as long as it's not um uh iphone 10 um the fingerprint supports actually pretty nice on LastPass as well 
-hmm. So you can actually use a fingerprint reader on your phone. Now, whether or not you put any stock in that, <laughs> it's up to you. Yep. But well, yeah, we... they do have they do have support for you know the capacitive uh, fingerprint readers. Yeah, we have that <clears throat> dash lane uh, that that tool I use will um, also recognize your fingerprint. So when you go to open dash lane, you can just poke your finger onto the the camera and let yep. it authenticate you. So that is kind of handy. Hopefully, yeah. nobody figures out how to take a tape print of my fingerprint and <laughs> and trick me, but or trick my phone at least. But but yeah, so password minders. So if you don't want to remember 500 passwords or you want to start following the golden rule of not to keep reusing the same password over and over, one of these mm -hmm. tools is one of the better ways to accomplish that goal without blowing your mind and writing down every password which is <laughs> defeating the purpose of doing this anyway. So, yep. so yeah, key pass, last pass, dash lane. There's a few others, yep. um, but those are at least the three that I'm aware of um, yeah. that are that are good. Um, so, awesome sauce, Jason. You got any more? Yeah, you, you're done. You're I, done? I, I'm just gonna let it lie. That point. There's right. there's so many out there that I, I I'm not sure what a hash. Where to, where to start with that because it's just it's going to go past an hour that is if true I keep going yep I mean there are just gosh I mean and, and you have organizations that uh, Jason mentioned a couple earlier but you know you can go out to like Kaspersky or uh, Symantec or ESET um, a lot of the security vendors you can go to their website and just look up there they have like free security tools that you can download and um, Kaspersky has a password manager as well. Um, they have a security scanner, rescue disks. Um, ESET does the same thing. So, you know, if you happen to have a vendor of choice that you happen to like, go out to their website and take a look. They probably have a bunch of free tools that you can download. So you can run yourself ragged looking for tools, tools, tools. You can look at, you know, sysinternals, uh, which is the old Microsoft stuff, um, you know, go out and look at, at their tools. They got a boatload of stuff that you can download too. So, yep. so much um, out there that you just have to kind of break it down and figure out what's, what, yeah. what, what do I need um, and what do I have time But there's to also, there's also some other things here. So, you know, getting into it, and this is, I know it's the last five minutes, but um, once you have that tool, then you're sitting there saying, now what? So if you're dealing with like uh, OWASP, uh, the Z Zap program, um, or if you find another um, web vulnerability scanner, uh, one site you could use is called uh, www.hackthissite.org. I'm thinking of ways that you can take and if somebody wants to expand their skills, um, at least for the folks that are you know, not as not as salted as many of us are. Um, these are places where you can do that. I forgot about hack the site. Yep, they uh, <laughs> yeah they they've got. I mean, they have like challenges and uh, gosh, I haven't mm -hmm. been on their site in a while, but I know that they have like different missions or challenges. I forget exactly what they call it yep. over there, but they. Um, Basically, and then they have some some documentation that basically says, okay, if you want to uh, attempt this challenge, here's like 
kind of the how-to. Here's how to do it. And yep. um, yeah, it's a great site. I haven't I haven't actually used them in a while. I haven't went out there, so I have to, I'm writing down a little note in my notepad here to um, remind myself to kind of just go back out and reacquaint myself with that site. There's a, there's a couple other ones. You can uh, BWAP is one, and that's basically it's it stands for bugging buggy web application. So basically, it's deliberately put up there so that you can do that. Um, there's one called Diva, which is a damn vulnerable iOS app. <laughs> you have Game of Hacks. Uh, there's there's a number of them, um, and I actually pulled that source from uh, Checkmarks.com. Um, there's like 15 different sites listed here. Um, it's uh, C H E C K M A R X dot com. Nice. If you ever want to look at you know things that were intentionally put out there to to uh, you know go crazy on. Yeah, there we go. Let's just <laughs> kind of get it on. Go go exactly. Hack and go hack something. You know, and that's a great. Those are great tools because. You, you, you might download whatever program that you downloaded and then you start just clicking on it and if you don't have anything to test it against without getting yourself in yep. trouble or accidentally taking your own yeah. company network stuff down um, having targets to practice against yep. is awesome so it is and 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 you know there's another example here like if you have like VMware player or you're using um, virtualbox, you can you can actually find turnkey devices that are actually web servers. See if if you wanted to do an environment like that, you could do it like that as well, um, and set up things so that you could actually pen test with as well instead of using internet. Nice. Well, it is nine fifty eight in the east. Uh, he's Jason. I'm Dave. Tonight That's right. has been our first night back in a month, so we hope that you heard about some tools that you didn't know about, and we hope to hear from you to educate us on tools that we did not talk about. And we'll, be back. we'll be back next week, uh, Wednesday, or I'm sorry, Wednesday, listen to me, Thursday, <laughs> Thursday, Day 9 behind. p.m. Eastern. And, uh, and the week after that, we'll be back again and, and again and again, but over the next... Um, over the next two months, we'll probably take a few weeks off. I am going to be having a knee surgery again, so we'll take a couple weeks off. Hopefully, I won't um, be too dopey, although maybe being drugged up is a better show. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> you just need a spring-loaded option the next time, you know what I mean? So that way, you got a spring-loaded knee. Well, I've, I I keep telling them, if they're going to keep cutting me open, they better, you know, each time it has to be a little bit, I have to be a little faster than the time before, so. That's it. But uh, I haven't got there yet. All right. It is 10 o'clock. We thank you all for listening once again to Bring Your Own Security Radio. Until next week, good night, everybody. Good night. Thank you for listening to Bring Your Own Security Radio. Join us every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time for a new episode. Find us on Facebook and on Twitter at BYOS Radio. Or find us on the web at bringyourownsecurity.net. Safe browsing, everyone.